This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
Uh, welcome. It's Saturday, 18 of February in the year of our Lord, 2023. We've got uh, President Donald J. Trump will be heading to East um, Palestine, Ohio. The head of the EPA is heading to Africa for a uh, climate uh, change uh, summit. And, of course, the Holy Spirit's at Ashbury College, our Asbury University in Kentucky, in Wellmore, Kentucky. We want to bring our own Noah Benjamin who's there. Noah, get us up to speed on what's happened uh, overnight. Steve, it's been nothing short of a miracle out here. Um, the services last night continued to 3 a.m. Mr. Steve, the, the worship and the praise continue to go up forth from, from Asbury. Um, I've heard, we were, we were out here earlier today. Um, we've talked to a couple people on the, on the, in the line. Uh, people have been here since 5 a.m. Doors closed at 3 a.m. last night, but people came back and stayed and are up here until five since 5 a.m. And as you can see behind me, there's a line still across the campus, around the block, uh, and spontaneous worship is outside uh, because the campus has now issued a calendar, a schedule for today. Uh, doors are excited to open at, at noon, um, but that's not stopping people from continuing the revival praise. And Steve, just to be clear, all this is it's beautiful and it's just wonderful what the Holy Spirit is doing. But let's make it the main thing. The main this is all about Jesus Christ. There are no celebrities in this place. No celebrities are being recognized, even if they come in. Uh, the only person that is being honored and praised and adored is our Savior Jesus Christ. What is um, ha- have they gone now? The, the the this Ashbury revival have the, have they gone to some sort of schedule because they're afraid of of controlling it or because it was twenty four hours, and I realize it's breaking out spontaneous around campus, but are they actually closing up the main um, the the main uh, worship center at three a.m. to to make sure they have some order and clean it up or w- what's the reason for actually having a break in this at least in the main hall. We understand yeah. things spontaneously go in a continuous change around. Why, why is the university doing that? The university, um, Steve, more can we find out is there's, they're cleaning up from the services from the day of and are giving some students some rest that are needed because students are, are staying here uh, just out of their will- willingness to continue to worship. They want the students to continue to take care of themselves, uh, be prepared for the revival that's continuing to go on and being mindful of their own health and well-being as students here because this is all student-led and the faculty and staff are doing a, a great job in in supporting these students but especially they have to protect them with order and success for the for the revival when you look at the footage uh, that that you're coming up with and other people are coming up with, it almost reminds people of what you you assume if you read and study it. What first century Christians, what the worship was. Walk us through what what actually happens during these during these. Um, I guess during it's not even a service; it's just an ongoing process. What 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 are these? What's the revival like? What, what's the inner dynamics and and how, how does it roll out when you're actually in there? Steve, um, there are no. There's not enough words to explain the the presence of God, uh, the Holy Spirit. It is un. It is you, you can't uh, you can't say it's a it's a. This is what we're going to do next. It is spontaneous. People, so we have moments of of worship, testimony, sharing of the word, 
uh, Bible verses, some scripture, uh, and and short kind of mini sermons, Steve, uh, that will impact people's hearts and minds. People are being changed, and people are being impacted by the messages coming going forth from this from this place. It's spectacular. People are on their knees, weeping, crying, repenting to God for their sins, and asking for more of the Holy Spirit, more of His work in their lives in this campus and throughout America. We are praying for the healing of this nation, Steve, and it's right here. This is a this is interesting because this is uh, we're in the spiritual war, Steve. This is how we combat the Leviathan of the demonic forces in Hollywood, in the media, in in everyday life and how they are attacking us, Steve. This is where it starts. This starts in our hearts, giving and focusing on Lord and asking him to invade our lives and going forth outside. And we're going to fight this, Steve. We're going to go forth with prayer and worship. And we're going to take our country back, Steve. It's going to be spectacular for the move of God is doing in this nation. This is the battleground uh, headquarters, Steve, of the revival. It's going to be incredible. I can't wait to see what God's going to do in other campuses. And we're wanting to go follow wherever this revival is heading. We want to follow God, the move of God, Steve. It's going to be powerful. This army of saints is is ignited for the Lord. And I'm so excited to be sharing this with you. When you talk about Army of the Awakened, are other students still coming in or other young people still coming in from uh, from uh, other locations and are people coming in from overseas? Yes, Steve. There's there's so many people. Let me tell you, the line out here is what heaven looks like, Steve. It's not just Americans. It's not just African-Americans. It's not just Indians, Asians. It is everyone coming in one accord. In every tribe and nation, every color, it, it's the crowd and a revival that looks like heaven, Steve. That's what this gospel, the, the gospel message is about. It's right. Jesus Christ coming to save the seek the lost. Uh, and and the, the move of God is so powerful, Steve. Jesus Christ is alive and well. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's coming to heal, save, and deliver all these people, Steve. It's going to be incredible. We're going to see people... I, I believe, I know we're going to see people come to the repentance of Jesus Christ through this powerful move of God. Are there, are there many conversions or most, are most of these uh, young people that are there? I know the university is a Christian university, but even most yeah. of the people coming, are they already uh, fairly uh, dedicated uh, Christians? Or are you getting people that are secular or agnostic or, or not followers of, uh, of Jesus Christ? Are, are people starting to come? From, from outside the orbit of the already committed Christians? Yes, there are people coming outside the faith, Steve. It's incredible to see uh, people who are just, we're, from our friends, inner friend circle uh, and families, people are asking them, asking us, hey, can we come too? Can we also come see what's happening? Because they're so encouraged by this. This is the hope that people need, Steve. This is the move of God. People are earning this is the touch of Jesus Christ. People need Steve. This is this is what's happening. It's people who are not just Christians, but it's also unbelievers uh, who are just uh, are being called out by God. Hey, come near me. Come. Draw. He's drawing them to him to his side, Steve. Jesus is drawing unbelievers all over the world to come to this place and worship him and accept him as their savior. 
are, are the young people there uh, uh, aware of how this is juxtaposed to Sam Smith's uh, performance at the Grammys or the performance of halftime of the Super Bowl, how that compares and contrasts to that, the difference in the purity of this versus the demonic nature of that? Steve, as, as the, the darkness continues to overcome secularism, media, and entertainment, Steve, let me tell you, the light that's, that's burning right now, Steve, is outshining the darkness. No demonic force can stop us, Steve. This is the light of the Lord, light of God. It's ignited in each person. This is the revival fire, Steve. When in Acts, when you hear about when when the Holy Spirit hit the upper room and people's heads were were with ignited with a flame, this is the the flame, Steve. People are being ignited by the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. No, Noah, can you give your social media? We're going to check back with you during the rest of the yeah. show. Can you give your social media right now? Yes, sir. I'm on all social media, on all social medias, the getter, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Noah Benjamin. Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky, the Asbury Revival. Noah Benjamin from Real, uh, from Real America Voice in the war room right there. Noah, fantastic. We'll check back with you in a little later. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you. Okay, we're going to um, out music right now with this amazing revival. Um, we're going to come back. We're going to go to uh, we're going to go to Ohio. We're going to talk about East Palestine. The President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, has announced that he will be there on Wednesday. This is the revival. We're going to be back in the worm in just a moment. Darkness is always light, right? Remember, some of the, you know, in, 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 there's a season for everything. And, you know, we're, when you come to the war room, you're in the fight club. But we got, uh, um, we're fighting for something obviously bigger. And what those kids, what's happening out in Asbury University out in Kentucky is uh, quite extraordinary. Something big happening there. We always got to make sure we're anchored in the light. Although, you know, when you fight darkness enough, yeah, you know, you tend to get a little dark, right? But we're going to keep pounding. By the way, Mike Lindell, there's uh, also amazing spirit out in Michigan today. Big vote in the GOP out there. Mike Lindell is going to join us at 11. The grassroots is on fire throughout the country. Every day I talk to people 
about the precinct strategy, how they're taking precinct seats, taking state GOPs, all of it. Um, a much tougher and bigger fight right now in East Palestine, Ohio. Leahy, I've got Leahy and Jeff Clark. Uh, Leahy, I want to start with you. Jeff, I'm going to get to you in just one second. Um, the reason this is big is for two things. Number one, for the deplorables and what's actually happening to their lives. But this speaks to bigger themes and bigger um, bigger events that are going on and, and what this really means. I, I think two things have happened. Uh, and if you've watched this show or followed us for years at Breitbart and Breitbart Radio and, you know, the Sirius XM and on the Breitbart site, you know, we're populist and, and, and nationalist and, the, the you know, leaders of the anti-CCP movement and uh, so much that goes on here, you know, economic nationalism. But there are the things that pop up and they can um, break through the white noise of kind of modern culture. And they kind of epitomize. And then you have a lot of people just asking questions. One of that is the spy airship over the great state of Montana, right, where the Billings Gazette, um, you know, took the photograph. And now we're having a, a real conversation. More of the nation's being pulled in and seeing the lies and misrepresentations and exactly what's going on. The other is this entire situation in East uh, Palestine. And one thing I want to say is that the people that have been – in, in, the, in this drama, if you think about it for a second, you know, the betters and the ruling class and the $54 billion uh, railroad and, uh, you know, the CEOs, you know, all trained at Harvard Business School and Stanford Business School and, you know, all the consultants and the media and the EPA and the climate change and all of it. The people that comported themselves with the most dignity and honesty and uh, not looking for a handout – just want to be dealt with straight, are the citizens, are the deplorables of East Palestine. And that, what's happening in Kentucky and what's happening in East Palestine is the reason we're going to win, right? We're, we're lined up on the right side. We have the right players on our side of the football. Now, all the money, all the capital, all the uh, education, all the uh, – uh, you know, the universities, all the think tanks, all the government agencies, the administrative state, and not just that, the worms in the, in the, the spineless uh, amoebas in the traditional Republican Party. It's all there in high relief. It's almost like you scripted this, right? It's almost like you scripted it. And you see their lies. You see the way they, the way they run away from things. And you got some great characters here. You got Pete Buttigieg, who's kind of the epitome of the modern – how do I say this? Um, just the empty suit. Leahy, you and I saw enough of those guys at, 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 at business school. You see them, and then you, a classic McKinsey consultant, right? It's just a like Macron, just a complete nothing burger, right? Michael Patrick Leahy, uh, once again, you're on top of things. <laughs> he, he, first off, Trump announces yesterday, as we were talking on the show, Trump's got to go. He goes, he announces. Uh, FEMA comes out momentarily a few minutes after that. They announced that they're now going to get on the program after after getting on DeWine. For DeWine sitting there going, well, I asked them. I asked them nicely, and they said, gosh, if it's not a hurricane or tornado, right? He had Mike DeWine whining, as he always does. Trump announces, next thing you know, FEMA. Now, it's not perfect, but you know they're petrified. That's why they announced, oh, yeah, we're going out there too. But the most important story you broke, sir, 
And this you can't you can't make up. I told Leahy this morning, if you went to Hollywood and pitched this, they'd throw you out of the room. Please tell me, now that you've through your reporting and your your exclusive yesterday with the comms director and spokesman for the governor of Ohio, who you know didn't disagree with the fact that DeWine didn't have authority and didn't really make the decision, although he quote unquote agreed with it and the railroad executed it. He did not disagree with your reporting that's shown with the help of Jeffrey Clark that kind of pointed us in the right direction. It's the EPA's decision. Didn't disagree that the EPA actually made the decision. Now you've broken another bombshell today. If, if, if Denver, I know if we can get it up on the screen. Talk to me about you. I, I assume since President Trump's going out in the next couple of days to East Palestine, that the, the Biden administration, what they've told the head of the EPA he should get out of the studio of Morning Joe. No, you don't need to do Morning Joe anymore. What you need to do is take an Airbnb on Main Street, right next to where the uh, right next to where the train derailed. Take the first Airbnb you can have, and you're going to camp out there uh, until this thing's sorted for a month or two. It's so he sent the head of uh, the EPA to East Palestine this weekend, sir. Is that correct? And that's what you're reporting in the in the Ohio Star. Well, the head of EPA, Michael Regan, who's not returning our calls to give us any information about uh, what the on-site EPA coordinator decided uh, during the controlled burn on February 6th, he was up there, uh, I think on Thursday, for a couple hours and then scooted out of town. We can uh, report our story at the Star News Network uh, that uh, Michael Regan, as, as we speak, is on a plane to Africa, uh, the EPA administrator. Perhaps this might explain why he ha hasn't answered any of our questions. Uh, he's on a plane to Africa as we speak with, uh, and he's going to do a, apparently a seven day climate change tour. Uh, he's going to be accompanied by the English actor Idris Elba, uh, and, and his, uh, and his model wife. Um, that story actually was first reported by April Ryan at the Grio, who's a far left, uh, journalist and was brought to our attention, Steve, uh, by a member of the posse who has been watching me report here uh, uh, with you uh, on what's going on there. We've also confirmed that with a source familiar with Regan's travel schedule that said he's they've uh, the agency has paid more than $6,000 for his travel to Africa uh, this week. Hold it, hold it, hang on, hang on. I want to thank the Warren Posse. This is the power of the show, folks. It's your engagement. Remember, you're the head of the creditors committee. So the posse, member of the posse gave you a heads up. By the way, April Ryan, she's tough. She's a lefty, but she's a good reporter. So she reported on the Grio that uh, Regan's going to you can't hold it, hang on. The head of the EPA for the United States of America, given the fiasco out in East Palestine. You're actually telling our audience in the world that he's, in fact, wheels up and heading not to East Palestine to rent the Airbnb right next to the track and set up a command post there to get this thing sorted. Because Scranton Joe, you know, I just heard, I just saw the State of the Union. Scranton Joe's all for the working people and the middle class. And he's got big crocodile tears coming down, you know, rubbing up on him and hugging him. You know, he's a middle class guy. So his guy's got to be. That's got to be a confused report. It's impossible, Michael Patrick Lay. It would be impossible for the head of the EPA in the United States of America to be heading to Africa for a seven-day climate change tour, sir. Are we sure about that? 
April Ryan reported it on Thursday. Actually, the, the focus of her story was about the actor Idris Elba, who has uh, his parents are from Sierra Leone, Leone and Ghana. His wife is a Somalian Canadian model. And the focus of her story was these, uh, you know, Hollywood entertainment types uh, are uh, making the tour uh, in Africa along with uh, uh, EPA Administrator Michael Regan today, starting today, Saturday. Uh, how do you think that's going to set with folks when they finally get, uh, you know, when they start thinking about, hey, uh, first off, we have not just, we have not, you've contacted them on Tuesday. The EPA, I want everybody to understand this, and we're going to get Clark in here in a second. Joe Biden's regime made the decision, as Jeffrey Clark told us, that they're the ones that had the authority, not the governor, DeWine. And now DeWine, the, the little heat came on. He's admitting, hey, I, I agreed with it, but I couldn't make it. I didn't have the authority. Josh Shapiro, who's trash-talking it now, at first he was saying, yeah, I'm glad control burn looks good. Now it's all of a sudden, all these evil people, why are they putting phosgene uh, gas in Western, all over Western Pennsylvania? Right now they're all running for the hills. The company didn't have the authority. They, they were going to execute. I don't even know if you should have had them execute. I would have had the greatest experts in the world come in because the people in East Palestine, Ohio, deserve it. You know why they deserve it? They're the backbone of this country, okay? They're the backbone of this nation right there. That little town, that little village, that little hamlet, that is America right there. That is what's seen us through every war. That's seen us through the Depression. Those are the people you can count on every day. They're not going to play. They're very stoic. They're not going to complain. They're not going to whine, right? And this is why they're treated like trash. This is the great divide in this nation between the ruling class, right, and the, uh, and the American citizens who they treat like trash. While the EPA director is going with some Hollywood stars for a seven-day climate tour of Africa, right, he's not there to, to help it. When he made the decision... The EPA made the decision to control release it, get those chemicals out, and then burn them in a pit and let them run off into the creeks. It's Joe Biden's regime. The buck stops there. Okay? Just like China, just like all of it. We're going to hold them accountable for all of this next in the war room. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. We've got a lot to get to. It's a Saturday, but we're, it's a work day for us, as it always is in the war room. Let's go to Jeffrey Clark. Jeff, walk me through. Is it, you strike, is it strike you as odd, sir, given your understanding? People should know Jeff Clark will be the, uh, the new attorney general in the second Trump term. Um, the, um, when you were assistant uh, attorney general for everything environmental, did, does it strike you as odd, sir, that first off, they haven't come forward and admitted what you told you said was actual policy. They they're the only ones who have authority to approve that. Number two, they're not sticking around and going back out to East Palestine and getting on top of things. They're heading to Africa for a seven day climate change tour, sir. Yeah, Steve, it's ridiculous uh, and good to be here as always to hear that uh, Idris Elba. Uh, and Mike uh, Regan are going to get on a plane and tour Africa about a uh, you know fake and, and overblown issue when you have an actual environmental disaster that affects American citizens. It's not you know the 
uh, schmoozing or hectoring tour of the Africans that they can't see their standards of living come up to the uh, the Western world standards of living because that would be bad for the climate. I mean, their priorities are just entirely upside down, Steve. And, uh, you know, I think that even though they're stoic uh, deplorables in East Palestine, they should be very angry by this news that's broken about what the EPA administrator would prefer to do, which is just hobnob around with celebrities. You, you helped break this story because the, the allowed Leahy to get on it with the, the Ohio Star because nobody else covered it. Okay, I want you to go back. Just just walk us because now you got DeWine, who kind of at first was trying to when he's trying to be a big shot when he thought it was going to go great. He tried to take credit for it. Now he's backed off. Oh, I agreed with it, but hey, what'd my call? Just walk the audience through. Of all the different entities, why sure. is it so, that the EPA has to have has it has to have authority to do that? Before I do that, Steve, as much as I love to talk about all those complicated elements of government, let me talk about what I think should happen to help the people to help because we care about the deplorables. Perfect. You know, in the in the Deepwater Horizon situation, right? The the White House had BP in there, you know, so fast your head spun. And after their meeting ended, BP came out and said, hey, we're going to create a $20 billion trust fund. Ken Feinberg was appointed to uh, to dole the money out. Here, I think for this situation, the White House should be doing something similar. I think President Trump should be calling for something similar. You know, two funds should be set up. One, you know, at least $10 million for the people here to uh, be able to get medical monitoring to, to see if they have any uh, medical impacts, health impacts from this uh, release. And second, you know, a, a second fund, uh, you know, for uh, monitoring the environment to watch for damage, how you would restore the environment from all these fish kills and other animals that are dead. I think those are the immediate things that if I were the Biden administration, I would get on Norfolk Southern to do. What has Norfolk Southern done to date? They offered $25,000, Steve, a pittance, an insult to, uh, to the town uh, you know, for for some kind of form of offset. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Um, so I'll, I'll pause there before I talk about the the genesis of. The, no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. How do how do we how do we effectuate that? How can because right now we get the Republican House. How can that your plan? What they did for um, the Horizon situation off of Louisiana. People remember that. Um, what would be your recommendation that President Trump? right now with the Republican House? What should they be forcing? What, what, what should be the line items, the punch list, as we call it, to make sure that the folks in East Palestine and the surrounding area, and of course the Ohio River Valley and all of it, are taken care of? Well, I think it's those two elements, Steve. A, a compensation fund. Right now, you know, probably uh, there might be some people with acute injuries, but more likely we're talking about injuries with long latency times, you know, potential cancers that emerge a decade, 20 years from now. And so you want to get a remedy of medical monitoring so people can regularly go into the doctor and see if, you know, anything unusual is happening with their health if they lived in the area. And then the second thing is, you know, their environment uh, has been devastated. They have natural resource damages, fish kills, um, you know, other impacts to the environment. A fund should be set up for that. And that those things were not were they were done by BP, but they were not ordered by the the federal government right away. But basically, they were leaned on to do it as it's the right thing to do. And things will go better with you when we start bringing enforcement actions if you agree to do this now. And I think that's what 
President Trump uh, should call on. And I think that's what President Trump would do if he were still in office, Steve. Oh, yeah. President Trump was in office. Um, he'd be all over this. By the way, the other thing is not just Horizon. This also kind of plays into the uh, to the burn pits situation that we've just had this legislation for the for the veterans in the burn pits in in particularly in Iraq. But it turns out all over. So that could be another, you know, another element you put in there uh, to check it out. Go back and, and talk about the authority, because I got to tell you, you know, they're, they're all over. My Mallorcas is lawyered up. With what Debevoir and Plimpton, a white shoe law firm that you're paying for, the deplorables are paying for on his impeachment, I think uh, Alfred E. Buttigieg is, you know, what me worry. I, I think he's the next in line. I'm hearing calls for it already, right? Impeachment inquiry right now on this clown, because um, he should have been there all over it and told Norfolk Southern, "Hey, nothing's going to happen until the EPA gets on top of this. We're going to model this out before we touch anything." Um, Walk us back through the authority because it's still unclear. Sure. There, nobody's stepping up and saying, yes, we did this. And I think it, we need to be precise in the days ahead about exactly what's got to happen to go back in history and find out who is actually responsible and accountable for this, sir. So, Steve, I saw a CNN story today that I think it's important to bring to the attention of your uh, uh, viewers. You know, in between uh, prepping for his Idris Elba, uh, you know, Hollywood tour of Africa on climate change, uh, Michael Regan said two entirely contrary things, uh, contradictory things. One, he said that uh, the state uh, of Ohio has primary responsibility here, not EPA. But then he also said, we at EPA have full authority to address this. Um, so it's another one of these situations where they're pointing at each other uh, and they do need to step up. They do need to make that line of authority clear. And if we go back to this decision to do the controlled burn, which it, there's still confusion swirling around, no one will really own up to it uh, and and say, look, I'm I'm the we're the agency or we're the authority that really pulled the trigger on, on that. Um, they keep coming back to this idea of well, we had to burn it immediately because otherwise there would be a massive explosion and there would be shrapnel. But Steve, before they did the controlled burn, they evacuated the town, right? So people wouldn't be in the immediate vicinity of the burning. But for the same reason, they wouldn't have been in the immediate vicinity of the shrapnel. So then start to ask the question, well, what would happen if there had been a shrapnel explosion? Well, uh, instead of a burn, there would have been uh, you know, damage to property, which Norfolk Southern clearly would have been responsible for. So if you want to push this back into the future and you know, have to deal with latent uh, claims of injury that occur you know, 10, 20 years later, and maybe you know, uh, you'll have a fight about whether that was really caused by this burn or not, then you want to do the controlled burn rather than risk that there's property damage. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was a big element of why this remedy was selected, uh, Steve. But look, it's clear that whatever Michael Regan says, EPA is the agency that has principal authority here. And we're talking about an interstate incident, right? We're talking about Pennsylvania being affected not just Ohio. So we're talking about a plume that goes up over multiple states. We're talking about interstate rail transportation of hazardous materials. We're talking about uh, damage to uh, you know, uh, a real water of the United States, like the Ohio River. And we're talking about EPA recognizing right away that this was going to become some kind of surplus site and that Norfolk Southern was going to be responsible for it. So EPA has all of those authorities to bring to bear and some kind of idea of like, oh, no, this is only DeWine's problem uh, is an attempt to punt and an attempt by Regan to avoid responsibility. 
I just want to go on that one more time for go back to Leahy. He said today that he's he's now because now he's seeing the finger point. He's saying, no, 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 no. This is DeWine. DeWine's the one that's got the authority. He actually used that term. Yeah, the CNN story, uh, it doesn't he doesn't refer to uh, DeWine. He says that Ohio had principal uh, responsibility here, Steve, while at the same time saying, you know, <laughs> I have uh, authority over this as the EPA and. Uh, you know, I, I can bring all these authorities to bear on it. I don't understand how he squares those two things, and the CNN article doesn't try to square them either. Jeffrey, Jeff, you were you know an advisor to President Trump in in his administration. Um, this whole thing about the Water Act, and it, you see the creek with the 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 the, uh, the chemicals in it, and it looks like the the Wizard of Oz rainbow, right? Aren't the guys the EPA like uh, Creek Nazis? Don't they on this water with the Water Act or whatever it was? They would go in farmers or go in just your backyard if you had a creek running through it, and put you in handcuffs if you took water out of it and you, like sprinkled it on your on your petunias in the backyard. Now, aren't they it's, aren't they Nazis on on creeks? They want to be and and here you got here you could light it and it could flame up. Um, and and they're not even you don't even see an EPA guy down there, sir. It, it, it's worse than that, Steve. Uh, you know, they they think that they have jurisdiction over things like vernal pools that are little, you know, puddle equivalents on your land out west. They even tried uh, for a time until the Supreme Court slapped them down to say that any body of water that a migratory bird might visit, you know, they had federal jurisdiction over as a quote unquote water of the United States. But here we're dealing with a real water of the United States, right? Creeks, et cetera, that feed into the Ohio River. Also, during the Trump administration, the environmentalists fought very hard. And in a case they called the Environmental you know, Clean Water Act case of the century, the County of Maui case, they established that if uh, pollution from a point source, I'll tell you more about that in a second, reaches groundwater, that's also something EPA has jurisdiction over. And there are clear groundwater concerns here about you know, wells and the like. And what is a point source, Steve? It's a long list of things, but one of them is rolling stock. What is rolling stock? Trains, Steve. So it's clear that EPA has authority over this from a Clean Water Act perspective, from a Clean Air Act perspective, and also from a, a CERCLA perspective. That's the, uh, the the comprehensive statute that set up Superfund and cleans up damage to land. Jeffrey, hang on a second. Michael Patrick Leahy, I know you're already getting ready to call, call the Ohio governor's comms office. How are they going to respond to uh, Michael Regan on CNN today saying, hey, it's 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 all it's DeWine's responsibility, sir? I don't know. Let me point to this precedent, though, about uh, calling a, a major disaster. Um, the FEMA people have been talking back and forth with the governor of Ohio. The governor of Ohio has been saying, well, you know, we, we, we can't go into this explosion because uh, disasters are for just natural disasters. Uh, even though they now, after Trump says he's going there, they've sent a, a team of uh, bureaucrats to uh, observe from FEMA. But there is precedent, actually, for a chemical explosion to be declared a major disaster by FEMA. In 2013, uh, the Obama administration declared a little town in West Texas where they had an ammonia nitrate explosion a federal disaster, major disaster. And FEMA, federal funds paid for debris cleanup. Uh, and for emergency response, I think that's very appropriate in this circumstance. Let me also point out, the first time that then-Governor Rick Perry uh, asked to have it declared a disaster 
in, uh, in, in the town was called West Texas. The Obama administration, remember Joe Biden was VP at that time, said no. He had to apply again, and finally they relented. I think what Governor uh, DeWine should do, in my view, uh, is follow the advice of the Democrat Senator Sherrod Brown and go ahead now and declare this a disaster and, and, and force the Biden administration to either accept or reject that request. And I think that would be a good setup for the kind of funds that Jeffrey Clark is talking about that ought to be set up. Well, <clears throat> trust me, President Trump's going to be all over this. He already is all over it. And he's going to force, he's the forcing function. It's going to force action here. And of course, there's great citizen journalists that are all over East Palestine having the back of the great citizens in that town. Short break, back in a second. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, if you want to see everybody and what we're working on and be part of the live audience, come to go to cpac.org slash warm, 47 bucks off the main ticket. You can get it under 250 bucks now. And uh, you get to be part of our live audience, plus meet all the contributors, meet our staff, meet all the producers. Um, of course, the Savage Angels will be there too. Uh, all of it, uh, Natalie Winters, the entire crew. And you get to meet, uh, you know, and greet all the great speakers and everybody's coming. It's going to be wall to wall. You don't want to miss this. March 1 through 4, uh, we want all the War Room Posse that, that can be there to be there. Um, Jeffrey Clark, any uh, concluding thoughts people should be thinking about as the Sunday shows come on and all the spinning and lying and, and lack of accountability of the Biden regime in this thing? Sure, Steve. Let me do uh, this. Um, look, I participated in some knockdown, dragout fights between EPA and the Pentagon over who really had the power to do certain things. Usually it involved a, a military base. And uh, EPA was not shy. Let's put it that way, Steve. Uh, you know, if they thought they had authority, they really tried to push everybody else out, um, even if it was on a military base. Even if I decided, like, Art, look, I'm refereeing this and EPA stand down, you know, this is really something where the Pentagon, uh, you know, is in charge, uh, they would still keep uh, fighting as uh, never give up. Here, magically, people are tweeting at me things like, well, DOD decided that the controlled burn was the best thing to do. I'm still mystified as to why DOD was even involved here. We're not talking about anything that has a close nexus to a military base or to Pentagon uh, activities. And yet EPA seems to be running from the field, pointing the finger yeah, at uh, yeah. Ohio. Hold it, hold it. All, all, your, all the Twitter, all the Twitter people. You go, that's a lie. The governor of uh, uh, Dewitt said he asked the uh, Dewine said he asked the uh, the the, the uh, National Guard, and they checked in with the Pentagon about the wind direction. So no, 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 no. All the Twitter folks that are going to be the running dogs here, the Biden regime, you're going to own this. You're going to own this. You're saying the, the, the people know the EPA are like Nazis inside the bureaucracy, inside the administrative state. They stake out their claim and they never back off, do they, Jeff? Even when you were at DOJ, to get these guys to back off anything is almost impossible. And here, no, it's clearly, it's their responsibility and they're heading to Africa for a seven-day climate change confab, sir. 
It, it, it's sad where we are, Steve. That's exactly right. That's what EPA institutionally does. Yet here they're not doing it because I think they realize they made very serious mistakes. They don't want to be held accountable for it. And they want to just do the, you know, so-called feel-good things that'll get coverage from the mainstream media of, you know, we're complaining about the earth-shattering problem of climate change and doing that with uh, Hollywood actors. You know, like, Steve, when I went down to the border wall to tour that early in my tenure in the Trump administration because we were in charge of, you know, getting the land to build the wall, you know, no one from Hollywood accompanied me to go to that. Uh, but, you know, the left just conveniently can always have these Hollywood people back them up and no one's going to come to defense uh, of the people in East Palestine from the Hollywood community. And that's that's shameful, Steve. Jeffrey, how do people you're doing great work over with Russ Vote and the team? How do people get to you, the site and how do they get to you uh, on your social media? And particularly should people should be following you now because you're in the thick of it. Well, thanks, Steve. Our uh in, you know, our website for our organization is uh, americarenewing.com, and I'm Jeff Clark uh, US at uh, Twitter and Getter, and at Real Jeff Clark on Truth Social. Brother Clark, thank you so much uh, for uh, helping us out here. Glad to do it, Steve. Leahy, thanks. W- 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 thanks, brother. Leahy, you're in Cleveland. Tell me, uh, you're, you're kind of our on-scene commander now for the reporting. Uh, you got all the great uh, citizen journalists out there. You got the Ohio Star. Where's the story going over the weekend? It's a full-court press uh, by the Ohio Star, the Star News Network, members of the posse, anybody that can help us. We're going to find the name of the on-site coordinator of the EPA who uh, reportedly issued this order, and we're going to see if a document exists. It should exist. Where is it? We're going to find it. Amen. When Leahy's like a bulldog, he's on these things. Uh, Leahy, one one last question uh, about Memphis. When they were um, the, the officers were brought in yesterday, and they had the prosecutor there. Is there is there any movement at all on the story in Memphis about it being about a, a another relationship and not about a traffic stop that this guy that uh, Mr. Nichols violated the law? Any 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 sense? given that they're being charged in court now, that the, the true story is going to come out here? All five officers uh, pleaded not guilty to second-degree murder. Apparently, the trial won't begin until May. During this period of time, there will be discovery by the uh, defense attorneys. And I think in that discovery, uh, the evidence related to the possible personal relationship between one of those charged uh, and uh a, a, a woman who may have been associated with Tyree Nichols may come up. Remember, he sent that text message to a female acquaintance, an image he took of Tyree Nichols after they had beaten him. Tyree Nichols died three days later. Uh, also, I think it's uh, very important here to have the um, very important about this, uh, about what Jeffrey Clark just laid out. I'll talk to you uh, after the show on this, but uh, the the punch list to look at this like the uh, a, a horizon was it a deep uh, deep harbor uh, situation, right? The horizon situation off of um, off of uh, Louisiana and also the burn pits that John Stewart just helped get the legislation uh, passed through. The burn pits for the for the for the veterans of the uh, particularly the Iraq War. Uh, there's something there, and this has got to be done now. And that's what President Trump's going up there because he wants to see action. He's the forcing function right now. You watch; they're all going to be scrambling. 
because they understand he can bring a global spotlight to this. Leahy, how do people get to you, the site, uh, social media, and, and all the network, all the, uh, the, uh, the websites on the Star News Network? On the web at theohiostar.com, also thestarnewsnetwork.com. You can reach me on Twitter, Getter, and Truth Social at Michael P. Leahy. Thank you, brother. Fantastic job. You keep fighting, okay? Thank you, Steve. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. It's going to be a ninety-second break. We're going to be back, uh, and we're going to bring in. We're going to bring up someone uh, if he was alive today, the Curtis Ellis, one of the great leaders of the uh, populist nationalist movement. He'd have been camped out right now in East Palestine, making sure things were set right. That's the kind of guy he was. Going to go to Michigan. Also, got Mike Lindell. Hopefully, maybe Matt DiPerno. We're going to get into Ukraine. All of it next in the War Room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 